Welcome to You Are the Host, the podcast where you are the host. And by you, I mean my north. And you may have heard the music that was just playing. That's one of their songs, D-Lid. Go check it out on YouTube. I have Willie, Cody, and Jerome. What up? Hello. Hello. Um, Willie, would you want to give us the rundown on your band and uh, and uh, you know any information you want to give us about that? Uh, yeah, we have been a band as far as this title, My North, goes for about six, seven years now. We're, you know, heavy as fuck, or at least we try to be. And we have a couple new songs out, but, you know, feel free to look at all the stuff that we have on the YouTube channel. And we also are on Facebook, and we're going to be releasing the rest of our new record here shortly, hopefully. We have it all done. And, yeah, we might be playing a show here coming up on the 4th at the Keller Bar. Possibly. Possibly. Hopefully. Yeah, I hope so too, man. I'll be there for that. If that does happen. I'm going to go whether we play it or not. Yeah. It's been such a long time since I've been to a show. I can't remember. The Keller Bar is a gem. They're all free metal shows. What was your last show? (sighs) Fucking the last show. I watched it in the height of COVID and it was a Spite concert. They were were headlighting. I love Spite. Spite and um, was it? There was a bunch of bark bands there. That's all I know. I can't remember the name. Was it right nothing now. left on that? Mm, yeah, they might have been like the opener. Okay. Yeah, mm. they might have been like the first band that played. But yeah, kind of an entertaining show. And then after that, uh, everything just shut down. <laughs> yeah, that it did. Yeah, it kind of sucked. <laughs> sucked last, a lot. Last show we went to was uh, Fit for an Autopsy. Lorna Shore, Last 10 Seconds of Life, and Discarnate, I think they're called. Oh, the sick show. And it was in a little tiny club that that show hardly could contain. It was awesome. That sounds incredible. <laughs> that sounds like a really good show, to be honest. I wish I could go to that. <laughs> Not that Spite was bad. I love Spite, but yeah. Lorna Shore. Lorna Shore. And I really want to see Lorna Shore, and then they're on that Bring Me the Horizon tour. Like, Ain't that something? It was CJ Lorna Shore. Yeah, the one I mean, only time we CJ Lorna Shore is good too. I mean, yeah, it is. So I mean, yeah. Anyway, guys, how you guys been? Not bad, man. Yourself? Oh, you know, hanging in there. Someday. <laughs> wish I could. Wish I could play more music. <laughs> the the band I'm uh I'm in apparently that I haven't practiced with not even <laughs> once. Uh, keep saying how they're making music and they're gonna you know they're gonna send it to me and I'm writing these lyrics but. Uh, Nothing's come of that right now, so... You guys just from different places and just do a lot of the send and drop box stuff or what? Yeah, well, they live in the cities and they haven't sent me anything yet. They keep oh. saying they're working on it. Oh, and I'm damn. like, well, how fucking... I mean, it's a weird it's a weird project, too. It's supposed to be... The way they described it to me is like, take stoner metal and then uh, mix that with deathcore. That's pretty cool. So, yeah, yeah, it's supposed to be like these long, drawn-out, like... And I, the lyrics are supposed to be like real, like space journey-ish, you know, and then yeah. and then the metal parts come at the end and it's going to be like a brutal section at the end. So it's kind of mixing the two genres. That's cool, man. Can't wait to hear it. Uh, yeah, if it happens. <laughs> like I just alluded to there, it doesn't... Do don't they, have high hopes. Do they have a title for the um, project? The, the name? Yeah, Father Stone Bidness. Father Stone Bidness? Yeah. <laughs> That's the name that they came up with. So, <laughs> Like I said, I don't have much to do with it. Uh, they just asked me if I wanted to write some lyrics and do some vocals, and I said yeah. So, Hell yeah. It's an experience, right? I like yeah. that name. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. <laughs> cool. It's the first time that I've been asked to be in a band without you know, already having my own thing going, because usually right. I'm trying to get people together and do the 
do the whole thing. So, right, right. Yeah. I don't know. We've never done the, you know, Dropbox send and write stuff. We always just normally get together. So that's that'd be a whole different realm for us, you know. Yeah, and we'll be we, cool. we will get together eventually. But it, the main thing is they want to record uh, an EP first, then practice that and play it live second. So we're just trying to get all the writing down. And when you live here and we're just... I'm not really part of the music making process. I just write the lyrics. So uh, I like to joke that I play guitar poorly, <clears throat> play guitar poorly <laughs> because I, uh, I just put my finger on the fret and then, you know, strum pattern and everything. I just play one fret the whole time. <laughs> just a bunch of dirties and just smash symbols <laughs> yep, yep, and shit. Yep. Just to back up, like what you said about releasing the EP first and then playing shows. That's basically what we did. Yeah, for sure, man. We wrote our EP first, our first one. And then, then we started doing shows after we, that. We, we wrote it and recorded it and made sure it was all out first. Yeah. 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 I mean, I've heard that that's the way to go, but in my mind, for some reason, all I've ever cared about is playing live. Yeah. So, and then somebody, I think it was you, Willie. You were like, oh, there's nothing more rewarding than getting something recorded and putting it out there. So, I mean, like, when you tell, it, it's obvious, like, if you want to talk about being in a band, one of the first questions you're going to get asked is where you can listen to the music. And if you don't have anything to point to, it's rough. You don't want to, you don't want to be there in that moment. That kind of sucks. You know? mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, usually when somebody asks, like, oh, you got an example of your music? I just <clears throat> into their face. <laughs> 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 no, I think about it constantly though. I'm like, should I just scream at this person? <laughs> Instead of... That's, That's the what only it's like. That's what it's like. <laughs> yeah. Let me know if you want more. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I have some questions to ask you guys. A couple, couple questions, probably for all of you. Shoot. Um, and maybe I'll have to give my own answer to maybe give an example of how to answer the question. But um, as artists, I think you guys might agree. This is at least what I try to do um, when I'm writing uh, or practicing my vocal style, either one of those. I'm trying to not imitate what I've heard too much. Like, I want to be inspired by their, like, who they are as a band, but I don't want to adapt their style. Um Maybe we do sometimes, but I don't like. I try not to. But me as a lyricist, for instance, I take inspiration from other mediums, so not even music. So I'll read, for instance, a Stephen King, like a lot of Stephen King's books, has inspired my lyrics. The way I write my lyrics. That's cool. You have any? I mean, do you have any inspirations that aren't music related that do transfer into your music? You guys can each answer this personally for your own instruments. Um. I guess if it's maybe less now and that probably comes with growing up and getting old, but like in the early days, I am a big mixed martial arts fan, UFC and stuff. Like I hardly miss these cards and I've been to see multiple live shows, but the heavy music in like my early twenties for sure. And mixed martial arts like seem to go together so fucking well, like just the sheer aggression and animalistic nature of it all, you know? And like it, it seemed to, especially when I was in kidnapped by CSA. Like those two seem to relate quite heavily. Oh, that's interesting. So, like the uh, the aggressiveness of the martial arts you're saying combined yeah. with okay, and and like it's a you know it's a full blown fist fight on a Saturday night that you know you elbow somebody who's fucking <laughs> head in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Answer yeah. to the question I just asked if yeah. you remember what it was. I would say uh, a big influence for me taking something that's not music and putting it into music was was skateboarding. All the time, man. I skateboarded huh. a lot growing up, and that's what we did. We would go out and skate, go back in and write music. Say we'd have, you know, uh, we couldn't think of something. Go outside, have a beer, skateboard, 
come back in and putting those two together really worked out you know like i can't like say i can't nail a trick or something like that you know i just kept pushing myself motivating myself and uh no difference than you know going back in there and trying to nail a guitar riff you know what i mean huh, yeah C- kind of just putting those two together and like straight up watching you know skateboarding videos i would i would turn the sound off on skateboarding videos and just listen to the music i wanted to listen to and we'd sit there and bullshit and have a good time so that was a that was a relation for me huh that's actually interesting to hear uh i used to um I used to watch uh, not just skateboarding, but other like snowboarding, skateboarding, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. all that stuff. And I used to play like at that point in my life, I was kind of experimenting with listening to some dubstep and shit. Okay. And so I was playing that with the audio off on the videos and like I was also getting into video editing. So like that connects so well, like mm-hmm. when they're landing a trick and the, the bass just drops right when they land it. Like there's right. something about that. That is that musical. timing that you yeah. can just kind of put on that and be like, oh shit, that was a cool trick. Bam, that was a heavy part. Yeah. You know what I mean? Something yeah. like that. Yeah, I get that. That's kind of wacky, but yeah, I get that. All right, Jerome, what do you have for us? I, I don't know. I got nothing. I just I look <laughs> at it more of the technical aspect. I just am always working on what can I tweak, what can I do to make the tone better, and this and that. I, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but I just get ex- inspired by... I don't really do a lot of the writing, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But I'm I mean, all... there is something to say about not just writing the way that everybody plays is their own style. So there's right. something to say by the way that you decide to play that, those parts, you know? Right. Well, I guess, you know, I don't play with a, like a pick. I don't play with a pick at all. I play all finger bass and slap bass. So, which is a little different for a metal band like kinda, we are. I kind of like but... the sound of that better in, because I think Infinite Annihilator does shit like that. And I think it, does suit metal better than people give it credit for. Right. So, so I'm always trying to tweak that tone and stuff to make everything good and clanky so it doesn't sound flattened and, you right. know. Boring. Because with, uh, yeah. without, like, a good setup and, and doing all that tweaking, trying to play slap bass with what, with what we're doing musically wouldn't really work very well. But it does because of how does, he has yeah. his shit set up. Totally. Yeah. One of the things I like the most about, like, finger bass and slap bass is when uh, when it's a really heavy band and then they actually have a bass solo because you almost never hear that in metal and i'm like this is so unique and i love it <laughs> oh yeah you guys yeah. You, you guys have any songs that do that or you have any plans for that a little bit and remember we got a lot of yeah. a lot of yeah. pretty There's good lead like bass little... parts going on actually we got more music to release yet you'll, you'll hear more of us here coming up very shortly here oh yeah oh yeah nah, i hope that's in there <laughs> <laughs> Those are interesting answers. Uh, one thing that I will say is that um, this also plays into my, my lyrical, but I always try to kind of, when I've been the front of the band, try to like help, well, not help my, how do I word this? Like uh, work with my guitarist because I like the like more haunting sounds. And like a lot of that comes from like horror movies and stuff. Like I love watching oh, yeah. a horror movie and you hear that sharp shrill come in and it gets your heart racing and i like to put that into metal and so i like to try to work with the guitars to do that so yeah i think so many things so many different mediums can blend into each other that we don't even realize absolutely totally and it may even carry over and you don't even know what's happening yeah you know what i mean yep yeah that's for sure i mean like what you were saying about the horror movie aspect there's a ice nine literally banking on the whole thing directly right now like two two albums now right like very direct yeah, that album that they released with "Thank God It's Friday." Uh, 
Kind of put me off, actually. They, they There's two now. They just released the second one. It's all movies. Same shit. I like, Same type of shit. I do like the concept, but what put me off about it is, like, especially with, like, the... I don't know the titles of the songs, but the one where it's It. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, yep. It seems to me like they're just basically giving you a synopsis of the movie. Oh, I yeah. Just, they're basically creating sure. it. Yeah. I just... I would rather it have it have the themes of that movie, but then be... Maybe a little more original. I don't know what I'm thinking. Right, for, but I, I think know. it's all around just them marketing. They're trying to market. They're trying to pull somebody in. They're trying to yeah. pull everybody in with what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, they're succeeding in it, and more power to them. But it's just, I'm almost wrecking stuff. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Shit, sorry about that. Nope, it's all good. <laughs> but anyways, I don't know. I, I I I dig what they're doing. I get it. It makes sense. But I, I understand your side for sure. Yeah. Well, when they released Thank God It's Friday on Friday the 13th, yeah. I was like, oh, this is dope. They made a whole Friday the 13th song. They're talking about Crystal Lake. Like, this is amazing. Yep. Mm-hmm. But then when the album came out and I was like, oh, every song is this, I was like, I don't, I don't know. Is. I don't like it anymore. <laughs> I personally like all their earlier shit the best. But oh, yeah. That's just me. But yeah. They're a completely different band. Yeah, now, they though. are. Like, members and everything. The vocalist is the only guy that's the same. Yeah. His, his, uh, the way he does his quick, that little quick screen parts that he does, I think he's doing it too much. But hey, what do I know? He's the famous one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're they're popular. Yeah, he's talking about shit about me. Mm-hmm. Well, a little bit, man. All right, cool. That's kind of the what's supposed to happen. So How silky that hair looks. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I don't know if that's talking shit. <laughs> that's a compliment. Dude, like, that's, I'm jealous. So he got head tats though, so that kind of makes up for it. It's because there's no hair. Yeah. Well, right now I haven't shaved my head, so I kind of look like a history teacher with a head tattoo. So every yeah. swirl is one year. <laughs> yeah. My old, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like he's a fucking tree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, is that what you guys do in your band? You all shave your heads, and then uh, every year you just get a ring, and then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing no head tattoos. So, uh, no. Not anytime soon, anyway. What would all right? If you were forced to get a face tattoo, what would you get? Uh... I'd get the little the it, well. It would be small, obviously, but it would be that uppercase I that every time I die uses probably. Oh, that's, okay, that's pretty solid. <laughs> that's pretty neat. I don't know, man. I think I gotta compete with Jerome over here because he's got a lot of swirls. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe I'll just keep it raw and just get a bunch of teardrops. Teardrops. <laughs> <laughs> that could send with some big signals. I don't know about yeah, that dude, one. Just lie to people. <laughs> yeah. Want to know about this one? I don't even remember. Yeah, yeah, that's so long ago. I blacked it out. Blacked it out. <laughs> uh, Jerome, what would you get? Yeah, Face oh, tat. Man, I don't know. Maybe keep the Celtic thing going and just kind of do a Celtic beard all the way around. <laughs> if you grow it out, just covers it up. So. That's pretty sexy. I'm Isn't that the weirdest? Lie. The weirdest part is you lose your head, head hair and then you grow facial hair more. Yeah. Strange. Yeah. It's strange. Just comes in thicker. Yeah. I've had a beard like this though since I was like twenty. Oh, I've been, I could grow a beard long, long as I can remember now. Weird. Yeah. It, you know what that just reminded me of? It's really weird. It's not connected to that at all, but uh, <laughs> it reminded me to, of like uh, the different scenes because like, I listen to dramatically different versions of rock. So, like I listen to like really heavy death metal or like stomp metal, whatever you want to call it, and then I listen to like emo bands like Escape the Fate and shit. Yeah. If you go to like a like what we have on the screen, Shrine of Malice concert, or you go to an Escape the Fate concert, like the fans look so different. Oh, <laughs> it's absolutely. so weird. <laughs> Although there's always a couple of like people like like me there, where just like we just look like metalheads, and then you got the like in, the little emo kids. 
Not to make fun of emo kids, I'm perfectly fine with them. But <laughs> I'm just saying we look so different. It's crazy. Oh. <laughs> There's a couple old timers that you'll see at all the deathcore and like heavier metal shows down in the cities, though, of all the modern bands. It's like you re- start recognizing them. You know who's the old dude that comes to all our shows and he likes to push mosh and he has a permed mullet. Wasn't it? Oh man, Greg <laughs> dude, or he's, Jim? I think it is Greg. This motherfucker's like over here talking about Theo Vaughn. That dude, <laughs> that dude, that dude, he goes hard and he shows up at all the metal shows. Well, it's really cool because yeah, he's got the mullet, right? Yeah. Yeah, but he always has a fucking sweatshirt and he ties it around his waist and he just sits there and just keeps pulling the whole time. <laughs> just keep rocking it. Oh, I'm bumping you. I'm sorry. Thanks. Spilling coffee all remote shit. <laughs> Calm yourself, Cody. I'm sorry. I'll lick it up. Yeah, that's a weird, weird concept. I don't know why I thought about that, but it's really strange. Um, I got a question. Oof. What is, what is, uh, you know, there's like the smoke circles. You know, everybody's like, this, he's in my smoke circle. What's like your, your band smoke circle? Like a famous band's. What do you like? What the fuck's the smoke circle? You know, like, uh, <laughs> uh, like who you smoke cigarettes with? No, who you be smoking weed with? You'd light up a burn circle. A oh, burn circle. well, use the wrong term. Use oh. the wrong term. <laughs> like right. bands that you're always playing shows with, or you connect with, and or well, more like yeah. who's your dream burn oh. circle? Oh. But, but band edition. Shit, I thought we were talking about cigarettes, and I thought we were talking about who I smoke pot with. <laughs> and then you go to that. Okay, all right. I mean, we can touch base on all three if you want. Okay, but... let's uh, let's touch base on whatever you want. <laughs> I'm just here to provide a narrative. You guys, you guys are the hosts. You know. All right. Well, who do you smoke pot? I mean, who do you answer the question? It, I mean, it would probably be Pantera, but you know, obviously that could never happen. But well, that's it, what I'm saying. That dream, would, it would, it dream would be Pantera. Circle. Pantera. Well, I mean, but you can you can list a couple bands. You know, like you could have. Several bands. It's basically your dream lineup, but I'm wording it differently. So instead of playing shows with them, you're just hanging out with them, smoking weed. Oh man. I I mean, like back in my younger days, my early twenties and shit, I've done things since. Yeah, dream bands. Yeah, yeah. Veil of Maya. Oh, okay, for sure. Oh, fuck yeah, man. Yeah. I, I, you know that that went down in the basement of Station Four. I remember. Never met those guys. ATB shit like that. Yeah. I mean. Uh, Justin and Trent were both in that circle. Oh, yeah? No, well, there no. you go. You guys already lived the dream. Having good times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I haven't gotten the chance to, like, smoke weed with a, well, maybe, like, one or two, like, oh damn, bands I look up to, I guess. It's the local bands, you know, to us. Right, right. A few of them, but, yeah. I thought it was an interesting, uh, interesting thought, because I was like, man, I'd love to hang out with some of these motherfuckers, but then it's always, like, a smack in the face. You hang out with a... Somebody you look up to, and then they don't turn out to be who you want them to be. Oh man, I got a story about that. Everyone's got a story. I do too. I'll let you go, but I was. I want to say, like for the most part, that that doesn't happen. The the assholes are usually kind of spread apart. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I got a good friend, and he said he went and seen Zach Wild play, and he got the you know the behind the behind the gate kind of thing with him, and got to hang out, and he was like, he was. He was a fucking asshole. Dismissive. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, he's just like, here you go. Here's your shit. Here's your autograph. Here's your autograph. I got other people to talk to. He's got nice tits. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No shit. That's basically what he. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, you know, he smelled fucking great. He was all shampooed and all this other shit. And he was just a fucking asshole. (laughs) He's like, I wanted to hang out with this guy. And he was just basically didn't want to give him that much time a day. Oh, that sucks. You know, Travis is a good guitar player and he like fucking. Fuck yeah, he he, is. He definitely, you can tell like how much Zach means to him. And I guarantee that was like. 
That's pretty, a big slap pretty, on the face. Shitty for, yeah. For, yeah. For mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I have a story. My story's not surprising, though. Like, I met Ronnie Radke, and he was exactly who I thought he was. Really? Just a complete dickhead. Yeah. Yeah, but that's like, now, now <laughs> he's starting to just, like, get off on that and be like, yeah, that's what I am, you know? Yeah, well, it, it is what he was, so I wasn't yeah. surprised. But th- through my friends, I was at a concert with them, and they were really excited to see Icy Stars. I didn't like them. So I, was, I didn't care about Icy Stars at all. So I was watching their interaction with Icy Stars, and I could tell they were very disappointed. <laughs> those, guys, those guys were just being dicks to them. Oh, shit. That's funny. So. I, I played a, a show with Unearth at Station 4, and I remember clearly the first time I'd seen Unearth, it was at Ascot Room at mm. the Quest, and I was in the front row, and that, that performance changed my perspective big time and made me definitely, like, start really trying to be a better guitar player and form a band so that I could do that myself. So when I got to play with them, it was a big deal. And fucking when they were done or whatever, like it was, there wasn't like people trying to bother buzz their guitar player or whatever. He was just up on stage, slowly winding chords. And I went up there and I tried to convey to him like how much it meant to play that show with them. And he, I mean, he, he basically told me to fuck off, you know, it was like, oh, okay, man. Get bent. <laughs> yeah, see, and that shit's hard, especially when it's somebody where, you know, it sounds like you took inspiration from that. You're like, oh, yeah, you know, and then it just gets shut down. Yeah. God, that's Like, the they're hardest. too busy to, you're the ones buying the fucking records. I know? mean, I still like Unearth, they kick ass. Same. Well, People I mean, yeah, days. you can still like yeah, it. Yeah, and it's one of those things, too, probably. You never know. You never know. You can still like the music and be like, that person's the dick. That guy's a dick, but, yeah. man, that's a good record. Yeah. <laughs> um. Does that change your guys' thought if, like, you guys play a local show or any show for that instance and somebody comes up to you and, like, hey, that shit was sick? Like, does that change your guys' attitude towards it, knowing that you've had those experiences? Or I never even had to think about it. I would, you know, I don't treat people that way. It's in, especially in our scene, like, you're happy to, that they're there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I would, I would agree. Yeah. Definitely. Like, I always find it awkward, though, try to take a compliment from somebody. Like, oh, I don't like to get caught. I don't know how what this means. <laughs> Is it one of those I don't know what to do with my hands part? It's like I've never been complimented in my life. Well, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I'll tell what's you this. It's, it, you, you know, learning to deal with that has got to be a lot easier than having someone come up and tell you your set sucked. Yeah, so. but I feel like at least if somebody <laughs> yeah, tells me my shit. set sucked, I'd be like, well, I thought so too, so I guess it was on the right Want to have a beer? I guess Pretty <laughs> rare. No, I'm, I'm the bass player, so I've never gotten a compliment, but mm, I, I've yeah. been next to Cody when he gets them all the time. And, so yeah. you absorb that yeah, and you just exactly. enjoy it. Yeah. You feed off of my compliments <laughs> so they can be both of our compliments. I get kind of a... Uh, you know, sloppy seconds compliments, I guess, you know. That does suck that <laughs> a lot of bases a lot of bases don't get the compliments they deserve. <laughs> and you know, it's it's something to be said for having a real bass player like Jerome is. A lot Fuck of guys yeah. a lot of bassists are guitar players that are playing bass in their band. Yeah. 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 I started out playing guitar when I was fourteen and I seriously started playing bass when I got into this project, you know, what, six years ago. Yep. So. Yep. Yeah. I don't know, bass. They deserve bassists deserve more recognition. I agree. Yeah. They they do provide a very nice structure to a song. So I don't you know we got practice and he drum ain't there. It's so it's like, missing. It's, it's missing. Yeah. we got yeah. song structured around having bass parts and shit like that. So mm-hmm. it legs, you know. Yeah, I can't even name like famous bassists though. Only the guy from Red Hot Chili Peppers. I don't even know his fucking name. But that's oh, where everybody. <laughs> oh, I know a few of them. But yeah, there's there's good bassists even. You know, right around here, the talent in Minnesota alone is pretty 
stiff. Even. We're a talented fucking state, dude. A lot of fame yeah. comes out of this Fuck fucking yeah, state. Yeah, dude. A lot of good music. <laughs> it's ridiculous because we're always sad and depressed about the cold season, so then we write good music. <laughs> Get in the house that, and play music. <laughs> that show coming up at the Keller Bar on December 4th is a good example of that, especially if you're being free. Like, those three bands are absolute pros. Yeah. Reaping Esmodea, Buy the Thousands, oh, yeah. and In Search of Solace. Yep. I'm, I'm yep. wearing a Buy the Thousand shirt. So. Buy the Thousands and uh, In Search of Solace, dude. Love both of them. Yeah. So very excited if that uh, if that happens. That it's cool too because you know they're all all those dudes. We all know each other individually, well, and it's it's like when we get together, it ain't about like you know this this is what it is. No, it's it's like a fucking family reunion get together, and we just get out there and play some music together. You know. Yeah, that's awesome. We've played like several shows together. Like you were saying the other night, you didn't even know by the thousands had played around here. They played yeah. they played Cloud. Well, quite I, a few I times. knew they played around here. I didn't know they were local, like to this area. Well. Well, they're from the, the cities. cities, but we we can. Well, that's we can, what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't know they were from Minnesota at all. Oh, really? I've, oh, okay. I've watched them uh, plenty of times. Like I said, I just didn't catch that uh, signal or that wording. Or if they've ever said it, I didn't hear it. I guess. <laughs> yeah, they're they're they're, they're homeboys. Yeah. It's cool, and like they they've it's like they're real down to earth, and they'll they'll. I think they've never ever turned down a show I've ever asked them to play here. I don't think so. Yeah, it's got to be something real, uh, really in the way to turn down a show. If I'm being honest, well, um, you'd be you'd be surprised though because like the only two venues, and now it's down to one, the Keller Bar, yeah. and uh, the two stages are really small, and some bands just you know are put off by that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they're fun venues. Both of, I mean, the, the Pickled Loon is we played there a lot when it was still allowing metal shows and. They have great sound and the shows are great, but you know, no more metal there now. I guess. Yeah, nope. They don't like. They don't. They don't like it. The youngins don't like it. I do like the Keller uh, because it's uh, it's like a personal vibe. I don't know. It's, like, it's yes. raw yeah. and it's in your yeah. fucking face. That's the I, best part about it. I hate the rest of the bar that's attached to it, but a lot of people do. The, the I am one of them. Every now and then they let the metal shows go on on the main stage. I don't mind that. Yeah, they're fun. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. I don't know the layout of the main stage. Kind of hard to like. Stand. It's getting remodeled. <laughs> yeah, they're remodeling it. Are they? Yeah. Huh. Right, probably no. already done by now. But maybe I, it'll be better. Yeah. Or, Hope so. Who knows? Hmm. Um. What's uh? What's like? Right off the top, without thinking, what's the highlight of your music career that you can think of right now? Me? Yeah. Oh, easily playing with the Black Dahlia Murder at the the red carpet. The Black Dahlia Murder is my favorite band in the, uh, ever. I have the exact same answer. Oh, I went to that show. Yeah, it was a fucking fun yeah, time. Been... <laughs> yeah. Bobby Olson hit me up and he's like, "Do you want to play with the Black Dahlia Murder in St. Cloud at the Carpet?" I was like, "Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah of course." Yeah, what <laughs> yeah, kind of like... fucking question is that, yeah. Jerome? Uh, back when I was a youngin and my band got to open for Sepultura and Hatebreed, that oh. was probably it. So. That'd be that'd be awesome. That was fun. That'd be awesome. Hey, uh, it'd be fun if you guys could all go through your your histories, different mm-hmm. bands. Oof. All right, I can. This could segue too, like into that the just the heavy metal history of Little Falls, because I think we should cover that again. Okay, but I agree. Uh, yeah, I waited a while. I got my first guitar when I was thirteen, and I owned that craft. I was a better guitar player when I was younger than I am now, but <laughs> um, I sat on it for a while. And when I was about twenty, me and my buddy Brian Spencer, who I grew up with in Clearwater, went down to Blaine and met our drummer Stefan and we basically started kidnapped by C-section recruited our guitar player, Jacob, who was another kid we grew up with. And 
we were really spastic, aggressive, and we had tons of like movie, oh, I'll try it. movie sound drops it? Yeah. from Tommy Boy and the Chappelle Show, and Hell yeah. it was violent music. Violent music. A little, try. A little bit. A little bit. That's Emily, aren't you a co-host of this podcast? Oh, yeah. You should know not to interrupt it. You <laughs> should. Well, thank you for the bite, because I was getting kind of <laughs> snacky. <laughs> She's making a stew, and she just comes and interrupts very good do information. Do you want to try this? Fuck yeah, I do. It's Minnesota. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. After, Sorry, buddy. After kidnapped by C-section, you know, we were together for quite a while, and me and Jacob... Ended up starting Stun the Brute, which was a project that I wrote, like, seven songs for. And, like, our drummer, Bo, like, he, he ended up taking over for Stefan and Kidnapped, and he knew I had those songs, and he was like, those need to become reality. It shouldn't just be you sitting on those riffs. So we started that project, and Kidnapped by C-Section ended. Stun the Brute led into me doing more shows with Bobby, and that dude, like, other than the Black Dahlia Murder show, like I've played with a lot of cool shows because of Bobby Oles. And people like to shit on him, but uh, I'm not one of them. He's always been fair and cool to me. And uh, good to hear. And it, it's like, you know, it's, I wouldn't have been able to do any of the really cool shows that I can rattle off that I was lucky to play. If... And then, you know, it's... I was sitting in on the Brute for quite a while, and... Ended up meeting Carlos from By the Thousands through Scott and Alex Mewich. And we were in this Christian deathcore thing called A Change in Tides. Hell yeah, which we all like to talk about. Christian <laughs> deathcore is amazing. <laughs> and then, like, God, I was such a whore. I was in so many bands. I was in The Buried Alive with Charlie Caswell for a little while, too. I played two live shows with with that band and Patty from reflections was the other guitar player yeah, reflections. Amazing. Yeah. And I, I, I was in a lot of different shit and there was Small a, little, world. a little break there from like 25 to like around 26 or so. And I met these dudes through Corey who wasn't a change in tides. And he's like, you should come play bass, forget the gun. So one day I sold my Les Paul. I bought a bass at a pawn shop and I went up balls and I met basement. <laughs> Long time ago. Yeah, Hell yeah. <laughs> started to get the gun. And from there, like, uh, around the same time, Carlos from A Change in Tides was, you know, he wasn't doing much. And he wanted to, you know, I was writing some deathcore stuff. So we started what was going to be called Condemned to Burn, but later changed into Ley Lines. And Steven from Reaping Asmodeo was our vocalist. And Jacob and from Kidnapped and Stun the Brute ended up joining Ley Lines, and I was in Get the Gun and Ley Lines together and played. And then, like, Change of Tides would pop up in the middle of that. I remember one time playing a show at Burnsville at the Garage. Where oh, all, yeah. All three bands played. And that was the first show I think I ever played with By the Thousands. And, you, yeah, it was, it was ridiculous. You were a dirty slut that night. I, basically. <laughs> and, you know, uh, we, we ended Get the Gun. And Ley Lines, like, ended shortly after that. And um, we took a little break there. And Cody and I and Alex tried to, like, start up a project with a different drummer. And it was going to be death metal. And we only practiced a few times. And shit was just not working out. And My North kind of just slowly came together. And dude, that's the band I've stuck with. Oh, yeah, man. That's a 
First of all, a long list. Like you said, you're whoring yourself out, but <laughs> they were established bands. <laughs> yeah, though. I was doing it. But it's also amazing just how many members. I mean, you didn't specify this, but I assume how many members can like they're like intertwined yes. in all these bands. Oh, for like, sure. Yeah, yep. yeah. I've always found that to be interesting, even in like the bigger scene, not even just like our local area. Right. I'd say to answer that question, you know, it's I started a long time too ago. You know, it's. Uh, our drummer right now, he was, you know, I met him in fifth grade, and uh, shit, <laughs> yeah, dude, like, and it's been a long time, and uh, we've been playing music and doing that shit to this day. Yeah, well, basically, tell but anyway, at least bring up DDA and shit. yeah, yeah, for sure. But um, yeah, man, we started uh, we started Dead Dreams Awakening, right, you know, early early high school. And that went out, you know, went off like wildfire, man. It was any show we could fucking get on. Didn't matter. Playing like crazy. And that goes back to Bobby days, you know. Bobby was, you know. The vault. The vault. I don't even, I can't even count how many shows I played there with endless amounts of pretty damn big bands. And it's just, you know, good, good times there. And when I was playing there in Kidnapped by C-Section, I would hear all the time about the big shows there. And the big shows were for today with DDA. And... I had no idea who they were, but like I'd hear about them all the time. You're talking about four today, like the yeah, band? yeah, yeah. We played okay, with yeah. them, fucking. That's a Christian, all, yeah. of Christian metal. Yep, <laughs> all the time. It was big back them. then, and the showcase was still around, and Rogers, and that was fucking massive. You know, man, that place. I just remember bar stools flying through that fucking venue like, <laughs> oh, like nuts. You know, but yeah, Dead Dream was a, that was a big part of my life, and like I said, I met Alex in fifth grade, and then you know that was that was going really good, and then. You know, you know, individuals and stuff made, you know, different choices. So that kind of stopped. And then uh, a few years down the road, Get the Gun happened. Um, Corey was playing, uh, our guitar player, he moved away to Arizona. That's why that band stopped. But uh, he played in softball with our drummer, uh, Dave Belaski. And he's the old drummer of uh, with Dead Hands Rising. Yeah, that needs okay. to be said, yeah, too, yeah. with okay. Dead Hands And he's Rising. like, hey, man, I got, I got these buddies in school, uh, from school that fucking love heavy music you want you interested and he's like well yeah let's get together and hang out and then i had no idea who dave was at all man i knew dead ends rising but i didn't know i didn't know dave at all and we were just kind of trying to hang out one day and next thing i know me and alex are going over a fucking super bowl party and we never looked back and get the gun was how long was get the gun band at least when i was in it because you guys had another bass player mikey from cobrazar yep yep but uh when I joined, we definitely did shows for like four or five years, and there, there's stories to be told from some of those. Oh like man, the stories! Show, the, the macabre little mini tour. Oh my god. Oh shit. Yeah, it, there's. Well, it, we had some. We fun. might get to those. Might get to those stories later after we. They're nuts. But yeah, you know, hearing about we, this. Stuff. We did the get the gun thing, and that was great. That that set off like wildfire too. And then you know, Corey moved to Arizona, and instead of trying to continue it, you know, we figured it'd be better off just to lay it to rest and. You know, it shit wouldn't be the same. You know what I mean? And then, um, yeah, we tried something with the actually my old Dead Dreams Awakening drummer, and just you know, stuff wasn't stuff was wasn't clicking like it needed to click. So we kind of you know then we left that to the wayside, and then our drummer right now is like, we well, obviously he's a vocalist. He's like, I'm. I'm just gonna start fucking playing drums, and just we're gonna write. Yeah, right, yeah, we're gonna start learning. We're just gonna start doing this, and I hear so many drummers start that way, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. 
and uh yeah we've been doing we've been doing mine art for almost seven years now and uh it's a little slow because you know we all got our own personal shit going on parents and whatever mm-hmm. not but uh you know getting this record out is going to be big for us uh we really want to capitalize on it because like, we, we put a lot of heart into it and uh i think everybody's gonna enjoy it man oh yeah i'm already enjoying it thank you i mean <laughs> draw me up okay. i mean you guys did have that little that little live video which i listened to that so and that uh first song is sounds way more brutal than what i've heard from you guys so i don't know if that was intentional or if i was hearing something i wasn't supposed to but it's it's definitely heavier in the way heavier. probably the recording is just all around better because you know we you know times have changed and our the first record we had recorded for us for for free we didn't pay for it at all we so. did in beer mm-hmm. and grilled food yeah oh, okay yeah. we gave him beer yeah. <laughs> yeah. lots of beer all right jerome let's hear your answer if you still remember the question oh <laughs> yeah what was the question like, uh, i rambled basically your whole it? entire history uh okay. your life story of music though all specifically right. no when were you born where were you born? <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i picked up uh started playing guitar in high school i suppose about 14 15 and then did that for a while and then uh my uh my dad hooked me up with a couple of guys in town who uh who were in a, a cover band and they had a, a member quit and my dad, you know, they're down at the bar. Oh, my my fucking boy, he could probably do it, you know. So he introduced <laughs> me to these guys, you know, I'm like I don't know, like seventeen or something at the time, and these guys are all like in their early thirties, you know, but and uh they're like, Yeah, sure. Well we got a show coming up in two weeks. Here's our list of sixty five songs you need to learn. So Have fun. <laughs> So I did that, and I did that for about a year, year and a half, and then, um, <clears throat> but I used to sit there, and when I would play by myself, I just loved to play Metallica songs, and I mean, I could just, I was like a fucking jukebox, you name a Metallica song, and I'll play it for you, and and uh, and all of a sudden, one day, I get a knock at the door, and I go in to answer it, and here's this skinny kid, just greasy looking, with long fucking hair, and this is Dave Belaski. <laughs> All 17-year-old Dave Belaski. I'm probably like 21 at the time. He's like, dude, I'm always hearing you fucking playing guitar. Whatever. He goes, he just lived like four houses down, you know. I didn't know this kid at all, you know. But he'd always heard, you know, you'd hear it walking by the house, you know. Yep. He's like, yeah, man, we're, we play in a metal band and our, we got a guitar player who's uh, got a DUI and he's going to be going to jail. So you want to you wanna join the band? <laughs> so, <laughs> Why do I feel like that's a lot of stories? I'm like, awesome. yeah, yeah, okay, so well, I'm more than happy to come check it out. So went over to their practice space, brought my guitar with, and plugged into the other guitar player's amp. And uh, Dave's like, so what do you know how to play? And I'm like, I don't know, man. You wanna, Do you know any Fear Factory? And Dave's like, I, yeah, I know a D-Manufacturer. And I'm like, all right, well, let's bang that out. And so me and Dave are playing D-Manufacturer. And so I was like, this was a tryout. So I had to show him my fucking chops, you know, that I, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. Play heavy, fast and brutal and precision, you know? And, right. but so, yeah, so, and that band was called pain ribbon and that had Dave Blasky in it, who went on to be in, um, help me out. Dead hands. Dead, Dead hands. Rising. Yep. And then, uh, it also had Mike Van Heel who went on to go into, uh, Cobra's R and blue, blue Ox, and, uh, Josh Nelson was also in there yep, too. Josh Nelson. Yeah. But anyway, so we did that for a number of years, and then... And Johnny Hughes, right? And yeah. well, John, Johnny Hughes was in there. First it was Jeremy Udy was our vocalist, then Johnny Hughes. And you know what? You should give give a little mention to Johnny Hughes because he was kind of a, a, a band whore, too, back in the day in the St. Cloud area. He was <laughs> right. so many different bands. But he goes hard as fuck, though. He does. He always yep. goes hard as fuck. 
But so did that for a number of years, and then when Dave went to go with uh, with Dead Hands, um, then it just kind of petered out. I I personally didn't play shit for a number of years. I'd say damn near a decade. Oh and really? My buddy Travis, who we were talking about earlier, the guy who you know met um, Zach Wild. Zach Wild. Yeah. So he hits me up. He's like, dude, we should start a band called Blackout Victims. Let's do this. And so, so we did that. And like literally before we even had our first practice, the drummer and the guitar player died in a car wreck. Oh, like, shit. <laughs> we were having like a band meeting type of thing at a bar. We, okay, everybody's going to work the next day. So we all left and they actually died in a car wreck. After leaving that meeting. Well, that, so yeah, I kind of put a damper on, on that project. I mean, we still, we still chugged through it and we played a few shows and, uh, you know, it was fun. We even played with get the gun. A couple oh, of hell times yeah. And, Out of down at Bubba's. Yep. So, mm. and then that just kind of started petering out just because life gets in the way. People got jobs, kids, shit like that. So, yep. yep. So, um, yeah. So then I was like, okay, I'm going back in retirement. And, uh, <laughs> And then all of a sudden, these guys hit me up about playing bass for this, you know, My North project that they got going on. Or they wasn't even called My North at the time. We no, had no you idea. Thought, you I thought came, of the name. I came up with the name. So, <laughs> anyway, so how did you come up with that name? Anyway, uh, just M N Minnesota My mm-hmm. North. Oh, okay, you know, it just sounds cocky. And yeah, bunch yeah. of these. My fucking North. Figured it out. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, yeah. but uh, so yeah, so then we went on to go do that, and and it's been been doing that ever since. Hell yeah, man! That's awesome. Not the part where those people died, but right. No, <laughs> the rest tragic. of it. Is awesome. I didn't even know that. Oh, but, you yeah. know the crazy thing oh, when yeah. the the guitar player I had I took his place in Pain Ribbon when Dave Velasky showed up at my door, little seventeen year old greasy Dave Velasky. Awesome. He's just wearing. A, I still remember him. He had like orange pants and a fucking wife beater on. <laughs> <laughs> orange pants. <laughs> orange like cargo fucking pants and a wife beater and just he had this like long glugging greasy hair and he's wearing sunglasses you know? oh, Jesus. but anyway um <laughs> we're just ripping on Dave. <laughs> we so, Dave sorry Dave. we love he's you he's a Dave. savage brother no. he's an absolute he look, savage he is he's an absolute savage he looks like fucking Le- you know leonardo DiCaprio, but prettier nowadays so i mean he's a very very handsome man <laughs> that meme of DiCaprio <laughs> sitting there at the drink just what i feel yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what i feel like this Got those baby blues, but <laughs> anyhow uh where's it getting oh yeah so the guy who was place i took in pain ribbon uh, years down the road, and let's go down for 15 years, and he is one of the guys who actually died in that car wreck. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So we we never ever got to actually ever play together. Well, know? fuck. But <laughs> God, how many years ago was that now? Uh, when Sam and Wuss died. Yeah, dude. Shit, I don't know. It's got to be about a decade now. It had to be. Oh Jesus man. Christ. Yeah, a long time ago. Even Willie's learning shit over here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that part. Mm. Um, I think that a lot of people who listen to, to music in general, but like more so in the metal scene, uh, I'm going to word this in two different questions, not two different questions, but two different phrases. A lot of people think that playing music, like getting together as a band and making music is dying, which I don't believe to be true at all, but you hear it so many times. You're like, less and less people are playing instruments. Like now it's all about electronic, like still not true, but a lot of people don't think that about the fact that you're not just in a band playing music together. Maybe there's a few of those, but a lot of it's like you're legitimately a family, quote unquote. Like you are coming together as like a group, oh. and you're doing more than just playing music. A lot of that is we are 
doing more. You know, we're we're being a family essentially. Yeah. Right. So yeah, so you know, and with that comes crazy situations and stories and oh totally things oh, that happen with it. So if you guys want to tell me about some of those crazy situations that I know happen behind the scenes. Well, we we do like whether we even have shows scheduled like. Even if there's a big break in front of us, we pretty much stay in practice. Like it's almost like a ritual. What like we get together to practice in the garage because it's what we want to do. And I mean, I don't drink anymore, but I know it's gonna come up. So you know the 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 garage stuff. Lots of stuff has happened in that garage. Yeah. <laughs> the garage. The garage. And, yeah, it is <laughs> silly, and I I biff pretty hard over a, a outdoor end table. And a fan. And a fan. <laughs> as one does. And that was fun. And, but it's still not as cool as, like, watching, you know, it's like, I, was, I don't know if I was there. Yeah, I wasn't there for, the, for when Alex tore the ceiling fan down, was I? Oh, that, no, but that was good. I was there. Yeah. And, like, moshing to whatever was playing over the radio, and Alex, like, grabs a chair and just He's smashes just obliterated. Oh my God. ceiling He's fan and gone. rips it down. Like, and the next day, he's like, fuck, I'm so sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, he just meant to slam the chair down, but then the chair got hung up on the ceiling fan, so oh oh, my the God. whole fucking thing comes down. <laughs> you know? That's just the music. He's controlling him. He couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, the garage. I don't know, man. There's so many things I could say about it. Um, as far as, you know, getting together and jamming and, and being a family, man, like, I, I'm blessed to play music with my closest friends. And there's been so much shit that we've been through. Um, man, I could go on forever, but it doesn't really matter. Uh, you deal with it. You get through with it. You talk about it. Um, you fucking fight about it. it. You you get through it. You push forward. All that matters at the end of the day is, no matter what, every one of these guys in, in our band is stand-up dudes. And uh, I got their back till the end of the day, and I know they got mine. And you just push through it, man, and you, you just... The best part about it is that you have a friendship, you have a family, and the bonus part is is you get to fucking do what you love the most with those other guys. And uh, that never stops, that never fades. Um, it could be the shittiest day or the best day, and, you know, they'll always be there, no matter what. Even when you fall over fans or, uh, you know, sit prison time. Sit prison time? What the fuck are you pointing at me for? Because you got a head tap. <laughs> <laughs> As like, like I said last time I did this, so I wanted to bring up too. Like, There's a knock on my door. The cops are here. Take the room away. Shit. Room away. Fuck. Oh, but yeah, the we we're lucky to have this. Like in some time, and you know, when you've been doing this for the better part of your life, or even over half your life, like home, uh sometimes it it just becomes so a part of your every day that you don't. It, it's it, like you almost take it for granted a little bit, but. It's rare. Most people don't have anything even nearly as cool or fulfilling as like what this band is for us. And got to do a little bit of self inventory sometimes and look at that and be rare. Yeah, you know what you said there. uh, I relate to that hardcore because I've never been in a band, uh, even when I'm not in a band, like doing my instrument, which is my voice and writing lyrics. I've never. Uh, oh, fucking lost my train of thought. Uh, what I'm trying to say is that it's it's always been a release for me. So it's like I kind of need that, regardless to if I'm in a band, regardless to if I'm gonna make it big. I just need to do it, I, even if I'm not in a band. I'm in my car screaming on the way home. Like yeah. I need that. Oh yeah, dude. 
it's making cr- it big was never a thing. Like not for me anyway. I knew I wanted to be heavy as fuck from like the get go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we all know heavy as fuck bands. They don't usually make it. So right. <laughs> well, they you know make. What, it. Well, you know what they I mean. Like they being don't get famous big. and yeah. rich. I yeah. Mean, no. Yes. Obviously not. Even uh, some of the biggest metal bands that do like have a really big fan base aren't rich. Not rich. No. Right yeah. Now. Like, and you can and you can yeah. go to freaking Walmart, you know, and not and and maybe no one will even stop you, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You just do it because you you don't do it because you fucking love it and this kind of music, man. It's you know. Well, if I see if I, I see get... Tom Barber in a Walmart and I'm running over there. The chances are slim, you know. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's a question I get like at family shit, you know, Christmas time or funerals or whatever, you know, and you, you see all those family members that you normally never see. And you're like, Well, how much do you get paid doing that? I mean they're, oh, yeah. they're always asking how I get well, that too. How much do you get? It's like like it's another job or something, you know, and I, then I have to sit there and explain to them it's not a job, it's I wouldn't even say, I mean, passion. it's a hobby, obviously, but it's a passion. It's it's even a little bit more than a hobby because, I mean, it's, you know, like you said, Cody, it's a passion. Runs you don't blood, get paid man. shit doing it, mm-hmm. you know? It becomes and, part of your identity. Yep. It's just something you absolutely love to do and you really would just want to do it. And what I explain to people about when they ask what we get paid there, a lot of times that's coming from people who are looking at what, you know, like a decent cover band makes in a night. Yeah. And, and those dudes make good money because they're playing a freaking five or six hour set of other people's of music. Of other people's music. Yeah, Stuff like, that's already well known. Right. You gotta, exactly. You got to play all damn evening. We're up there for like a half hour. Yeah. You yep. got, and you got some asshole in the front row yelling for Freebird every day. Yeah. So. yeah there's a big. Oh, man. That happens a lot. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, yeah, man. I did that cover thing for a while too. I did the bar band and uh, I played drums in that for a while and I made f- fuck, dude. I made a fuckload of money doing it. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, we made pretty good money even back when I was like 17 and doing that and it was fun. But but it was also insanely boring. I remember sometimes oh, yeah. going to play and I mean, we played this one fucking gig out in bumfuck middle of nowhere, kind of up north Minnesota and it was like two days before Christmas. Oh, yeah. And it was fucking just snowed to beat hell. And we basically paid, we played for the bartender and the waitress. Jeez. And we're there Hell for yeah, four man. hours. <laughs> oh, just poor as shit. You, you, sound like, you sound like one of those comedians talking about when they played for two people. Or right. Like, <laughs> performed for two but people. But they still, you know, we still got paid. And we even told them, like, fuck, you can, you know, ox off. Yeah, right. You understand. Yeah, I know. You know, I come, you know, when you people ask me too like about money how much are you getting paid and i'll be like i don't know dude like maybe we got 30 bucks and the bartender gave me a free beer and the promoter (laughs) bought me a shot of rumplemans like we're yeah i don't know i'll take it it was great we're pretty much the only metal band from around here as far as like st cloud goes i mean and a lot of times like just to you know fill the bill more like at the keller bar for instance like they have a set pay before they don't, you know, there's no negotiation. Mm-hmm. Like you there, that's the money that the bands get to play on a Saturday or Friday night at a free show. And you split it amongst them. We'll just give whoever's playing with us the money. We don't Pretty oh, much. Yeah. yeah Either, I mean, we live here. A so. lot of the bands oh, yeah. that play there get paid in fucking beer. So, right. <clears throat> the picture of beer, free either, picture so. of beer. Yeah. No, I'm not saying there's anything wrong. It's just like, that's <laughs> what I know. <laughs> Beers are expensive. So. I mean, say, <laughs> uh, say they offer us a hundred bucks, you know, like we'll, yeah. we'll give it to our, 
other buddies in the band. Like, oh, you yeah. guys drove farther. We drove fucking half hour. But usually, like, on a three-band I mean? like three bill or whatever, Pitts gives everyone 100 bucks. He's fair, you know? Yeah. Chris is solid. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, Chris Pitts is great. Everybody everybody yells, fuck Chris Pitts, though, because it's entertaining, so. <laughs> <laughs> every he time, every time. He likes it. Yeah, yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I've had people ask me, already like this podcast is fairly new like it's not at this point it's sort of established but it's still kind of new and i've had people ask me how much money are you making off that like none <laughs> like when are you gonna start making money i don't know probably never i don't really care <laughs> shit i should have brought the rumplemans <laughs> yeah you guys gotta pay me after this <laughs> <That's fine. laughs> i was like this isn't even a i said this in a an episode that's not released yet and this one will go up before it but uh i was talking to uh i said it's the socialist podcast this podcast is for everybody because I just like literally everybody's the host. I'm not oh. the host. It's so fun, man. It's your podcast when you come here. So, <laughs> yeah, it's a it's an interesting concept. But yeah, people always think any hobby or anything you do, they're always like, "Well, how much money you make? Well, how can you make money? Well, how about we stop worrying about money and start worrying about what we're doing, and then maybe the money will follow. You know, right. maybe, maybe. Let's it, tell people hardcore don't pay the bills. Right? Yeah, yeah, no yeah, doubt. Who the fuck makes money off their hobbies anyway? Yeah, like nobody. I don't know, dude. I just I keep mean, spending how, it. Know, I just, yeah, it's a good... <laughs> Seriously, then, I think the next oh time I get God, asked that question, I'll be like, well, how much money do you get paid to go fucking fishing? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I won't even make... <laughs> as soon as I make money on this, if I make money on this, it will, it will take a while to pay for the shit that I already have. Like, oh, fuck, dude. I start so, keeping track of how much money I spend. It doesn't even fucking matter anymore. Yeah, look at my corner of my closet over there. Exactly. <laughs> that shit's just stacked up. I have like... I have a, two guitars, a bass, a fucking uh, head, and an amp. <laughs> Actually, I don't even want to know now that I think about it. Stop I don't want to know. I think I, Willie, one of the first things Willie ever Shit. came over to my house before I even built the studio downstairs, you said it looks like a fucking used music store down there. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I don't sell anything. Well, I keep it. You know? It's like we don't even think about that when we're buying it because we, like we just like to buy shit that has to do with our hobby. We enjoy it. Yep. yep. And then at some point you look at it, you're like, why do I have all of this? Holy shit. Yes. <laughs> it, it waits in good intention. Yeah. I'm just kind of waiting for a drummer to like free up time and come hang out at my house. Oh, yeah? Yep. I know a drummer. You still got that kid over there? No, that was Brandon. Oh. He sold the double kick pedal to Alex, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got rid of that whole thing. My buddy who's been on this podcast twice, he's a really good drummer, but uh, when he plays in a, in a live band setting, he has a... He, uh, what's the word? He's like nervous to play in, even in like a personal setting, like with all of his friends. He still gets nervous. So then, stage fright. So, yeah, but it's like even yeah. in the practice room. Well, which you know it happens, but it does. But I always talk uh, talking him up to people that everything he forgets everything because he doesn't want to <laughs> play in front of people. I, I feel blessed that <laughs> yeah. I that was something I've never ever experienced. Yeah, me either. Yeah, I love screaming people's faces. <laughs> That's what I did to begin with. Yeah, and it was. <laughs> Like, I was going to be a guitar player for Kidnapped by C-Section, but the way it all panned out, like, I just, I picked up the microphone one day, and I was like, I can't do both at the same time. I will fuck up what I am playing. So, I'll just scream. Singing while playing it's guitar different. is already hard enough, but yeah. Yeah. screaming yeah, while different. playing guitar is... Super spazzy, like, jittery seizure music, too. Like, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, I give a lot of fucking credit to those guys that can scream and play any other instrument. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> I, there was a screamer. What band is that? He's, he screams and plays drums. I'm like, what the fuck are Alex, you doing? Alex, our, our, our drummer does. does. That's he, insane. <laughs> That's, Alex actually sings all quite a bit. You yeah. know? He has big vocal well, sing, parts. Yeah. Singing, yeah, but screaming. Well, not I, singing. I mean screaming. Screaming, he's, okay, yeah. You know, he's, God, that's wild. Because you're yeah. like, 
it takes so much focus to make sure you're screaming properly and then trying to keep the beat on drum. That's I mean, yeah, he's talented for that. He usually fucks it up, dude, but we just... <laughs> I mean, we don't say too much. You know what I mean? You are going to hurt his feelings. Oh, you guys are like Metallica? You guys are like... <laughs> we don't Love you, Chorus. We don't have a problem ripping on each other, no. Oh, uh, I hope not. That's like, that's half the... You say you know you're friends with somebody, you know? Oh, man, sarcasm up the ass. Alex definitely has a vision for the way he does things, and I don't care if anyone knows it. Like he writes our lyrics, and he's he's got a way that those songs go in his head, and you know they our style is definitely attributed a lot to the way he you know molded the band. Yeah, that's something I struggle with being a vocalist is having somebody else write the lyrics that I'm screaming. So like, how do you deal with that? Uh... Because for me, like my my lyrics are super emotional, so I know exactly what emotion I need to put behind the scream when I do it. Like, how do you deal with like navigate that? Um, I mean, it, it might be a little bit different if like this was my first gig, but doing this for so long, I God, this might sound a little like pretentious, but like I just approach it professionally and do the damn thing, you know, because I know how to do it and. I at this point like you know it's like a day at the office, but I kind of enjoy it. Yeah, because like Alex yeah. will have an idea of the yeah. flow of because he wrote those lyrics, he knows how those words are going to connect, and he's got that flow going right along with the music, and and then he'll you know him and Will get together, and I mean it's just it's like that. It will he change. Just shows like, you one time. The and, flow of it will change. It will. When, I, when I do it. But yeah. like the the general structure and idea is still there. But like so does does he like go over with you like uh. Yeah, yep. like not. He'll even... stand right next to you with a phone, and be like, and like, he'll break it down. Okay, know, for he'll, sure. He'll just he'll well, do that. Well, even not just the flow, like, because like, and I could never have somebody do my lyrics in because my lyrics are not. They're weird, <laughs> so I don't All know right. if I can have anybody else do my lyrics. Um, but there's like specific spots where I'm like. In this sentence, you need to convey this emotion for like this first half, and then this emotion on the end. Uh I don't get any of that out of him. He, oh, okay, because because he trusts he trusts my process. He knows what I'm okay. Capable. He he knows that I'm capable. You know, gotcha. He'll just go here. It is. This is kind of what I'm envisioning, and and our and our songs let him go at it. Topically direct. Also, okay, oh yeah. for sure. Yeah. So yeah. you're not like well. Kind of an example of what I'm saying is like you guys, you guys, uh, well, at least you, you two listen to that, that post that I put on Facebook. Yes. Oh, that's like a, that's like a bit of a song I was working on, got kind of a breakdown section at the end. Yes. And I was like, when I wrote the lyrics, I was like, I need to progressively sound like I'm getting crazier and crazier. Like I'm literally losing my Building. mind. Yeah. Yeah. And then at the end, it's just a breakdown. So there's actually no words there. I'm just screaming. Right. But yeah. So for that first part, it's like it, Without the music, it sounds completely obnoxious, but it was like the emotion of like, this is supposed to sound broken because I'm like breaking as a person. Okay. So like, I'm losing my mind. I'm going fucking yep, crazy. That's cool. But though. It's not supposed to have any flow. It's, it's, it has flow, but the flow is choppy. It doesn't sound to your, but ears. it was intentional. Yeah. yeah. And there's exactly. a lot, there's a lot of nuance there. That's going to be really hard for, for anyone to can like try to tell another person how to, how to display it. But like with hardcore, like in the idea with us, especially because when Ale when we started My North, Alex is an adult with kids and is married, has a full time job, who's learning how to play an instrument. Yeah, simple, heavy, mm -hmm. hardcore. Yeah. That's always that's always our, our little motto. You, you know, you got yeah. and we keep it simple, stupid for that reason because you know what can you do as an adult picking up an instrument? Like you know, it's 
other things get in the way first, you know. Yeah. And he picked up really fast. We were then it we were fortunate. For Absolutely. And, and there's nothing wrong with being just simple hardcore, you know. And right. like I hear it and I'm like, yeah, that sounds like hardcore and it sounds good. Like which is obviously what you guys are going for. At so. this point it feels like our sound has come naturally. Yeah. No, it definitely feels feels natural, especially Delit that song. Felt like something natural about that song. That's a fun song to play too. At, at, the, at the very end, that that long instrumental, I, something about that is great. That whole goddamn thing. So the whole oh, ending of that fuck. song was completely different. We were done. We were done recording. I built the recording studio at my house. That's where we recorded during the pandemic, and then we sent our recordings off to be mastered um, by Nick Polcock. In search of solace. Yep, in search of solace. He does great work. Got awesome. the man. And so we had it done. Okay. It's finished. Stamp of approval. Then Alex is like, yeah, you know, the ending of Don't Let It Die is just kind of lacking. So, here that so, goes. So here it goes. So we got Hours. really hammered. And, <laughs> and we rewrote the whole fucking ending of that song, that whole end breakdown. And it's like, God damn it, Alex, you were fucking right again. You know? Yeah, no, that ending is. We were kind of fighting them, you know. We were like, "No, no, it's fucking fine." And what are you talking about? Yeah, no, it's no, fine. It's just kind of lacking. And then we rewrote it, and it's like, "Yep, yeah, fucking a." So was the song? The song was pretty much the same up until that end yes. part, and that end part just, just wasn't until there. that end yeah. part. Just the end part was added. Yeah. See, I feel like it adds extra emphasis to lyrically and vocally to have that extra breakdown at the end, even though there are no lyrics or or vocals. Well, it's weird right. because when he said that, you know, we're all sitting here like, "Fuck you, dude." <laughs> but uh all right let's let's give it a yeah, shot yeah let's see what we can do yeah and he's a... like well i have this idea to do this kind of thing and like i'm like well what do you want to do and he's like i I fucking i don't know so then we just literally sat there and just tried numerous different things until mm-hmm. we kind of just got it and uh and then we go back and forget it and then come back and remember it but at least it was recorded but it was so recorded like... i don't know many late late nights yeah sitting there fun. Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> we we developed. I don't know if like he like where it came from is. I've the first time I've ever heard this term was down there. Like just keeping a take and being like, I didn't mean to do that, but that was some boozy flair. Oh, boozy hell yeah. flair. <laughs> boozy boozy little sprinkle, sprinkle. Fuck. Uh, you guys will hate me for this, or maybe you won't. But uh, it gave me like uh, Chelsea Grin vibes. The end of that song. That's I don't hate you at all. At, at no, the end of that, end man. of end of Recreant, dude, they do that. So they do a similar thing to to that, only their part is a little shorter. And I just like I've always loved that he ends on some brutal shit, and then it's just like the music just keeps punching you. <laughs> it's <Dude>. So great, <laughs> major got, Chelsea Grin fan. There's videos on Facebook Certain of some records. of the re- some of the recording, like on that process from various nights or whatever. Watching Alex record drums on the E Kid is funny. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's because you don't hear anything but the squeaking and the clapping. Oh, yeah, squeaking. Yeah, k- yeah the pedals. squeaking of the chair and then the. This dude doesn't. Yep, just sounds like that. He records whole songs. It's what you can hear on the new record: whole songs with no scratch tracks and no drum sounds in his headphones, just the click track. Oh really? Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Yeah, and he's hearing nothing. He's he's just hearing you hitting those. He's, he's just hearing the click to keep him on, on rhythm. There. Whack, yeah. whack, whack, whack. That's wild. Most of your guys' music is written 4 4, right? Basically. Yeah. yeah. For the most part, yeah. Sometimes Simple, heavy, gotta... hardcore, yeah. Yeah. We're, that, we're... I mean, yeah. You just did say that kind of stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> makes yeah, sense. I don't know. I mean, like, and you were saying before that there's a lot of bands out there that are, you know, starting, you know, it's, it's been happening. 
quite a while the Dropbox thing, and some dudes live in other countries for Christ's sake. Yeah, but right. We, Periphery. We still stand in, you know, like into the garage, and the songs get worked out that way for the most part. That's one of my favorite ways to come up with shit. For real, like we just sit there and be like, "Well, what time is it?" Always. Oh, we should probably stop. Let's record this on our cell phone real quick. Seven hours later, yeah. then you stop. And you're like, hey, this is what we got to remember. We can work with this next time. And we've done it, too, where you guys come over to my house, and we yep. just, you know, boot everything up. We just record what we're fucking doing. And yep. sometimes, I don't know if anything's really ever come out of that. Well, you haven't been super duperly duperly trying to be writing right now, either. So, Well, yeah. True. Maybe after this show, if we play. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure we're playing it. Get to that app. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So when does uh you probably already said it? I was too busy focused on so many podcast things that I didn't listen properly. But when is when is your uh next album dropping? I we don't have. I mean, we have it. It's just a matter of it's like done. putting the rest of it up on YouTube, and we're trying to get it on Spotify. None of us have ever really done that before. This will be the first release we have on Upstream. Platform. Yeah, so yeah. Spotify. I'd say within Spotify the next makes things easy. So. I don't want to yeah. say anything for sure, sure, but yeah, I'd say within the next month to two months because um, I got a lot more extra time on my hands right now. So I'm going to start looking into how to get things up onto Spotify mm-hmm. and stuff. And I'm the one who uploads everything up onto YouTube. Oh, okay. I L- just Litter City Recording. <laughs> yeah. I just wish I knew how to like, uh, you know, do like just a cool fucking lyric video. If anybody knows, anybody who knows how to do that type of shit uh, and they're cheap, hit me up because I would... I'm right here. Really? No shit. <laughs> I'll do a lyric video for you for free. Oh, fucking mint. <laughs> All right. I love... I used to make lyric videos back in the day for, you know, for big bands, but I used to just like fucking edit in the lyrics coming in, sides and shit. Depends on how fancy you want. I have to show you what I can do, but <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's definitely... I love I love editing videos. So oh, fuck. We would... Love that because no yeah, doubt, that man. would help us get everything out there too. Hell yeah! And then yeah, I don't know if it's the same for music. I'm not sure, but doing this podcast, I realized Spotify is real easy to work with. So is it? yeah, ever I've had issues with like Apple and uh, and Google Play uh, or Google Podcasts, I guess for this, but right. those are the only ones I've had issues with. Everywhere else is like real smooth. Just put in your shit and you're good to go. <laughs> so i'll be watching some youtube videos on how to do it that's how we recorded that this last cp yeah. i watched so many fucking youtube videos on how to record <laughs> how to record <laughs> you're trying to be a producer while yeah. learning how to be a producer that's while crazy. learning how to be try to do it and that's still great. play the bass on the shit and... oh yeah we'd sit there and software like, is making that more attainable oh now, god yes you know? yeah also yeah. i think that's the best way to learn something like you're in the heart of doing it, and you're over there watching a YouTube tutorial. I believe that makes uh, the person who's trying to learn something. I think mm-hmm. I think it makes the outcome better. Like during know. during editing, there was so many times where like Alex would come over. It's just me and Alex just sitting there in my basement, and he's like, "Well, can't you just stretch that stretch that time out or slow this part down, but then put it back to normal time?" Like I'm like, "No, you can't fucking do that." And he's like, "I bet you can." So then we go watch YouTube video and it's like, fuck, you're right, we can. <laughs> now I got to figure that part out. Now I got to figure that out, exactly. So. I'm over there just drinking a beer, letting them hack it out. <laughs> I know it's not it's not the same thing, but record like editing these podcasts. Uh, I'm already familiar with editing from video editing and stuff. Um, but editing these podcasts, if somebody watched me, they'd lose their fucking mind probably because I'm like, <laughs> I know exactly what I'm doing. So I'm just like a robot fucking moving shit. <laughs> <laughs> can, we, uh, can we take a five? We can take quick? a five, yeah. You guys gonna keep talking? Oh, you got poop or something? You gotta use the bathroom? Pee. Yeah, I gotta go take Cody a bathroom. Cody has a small right. bladder. Go no, out I, there, I just uh, drank two fucking beers. If you walk out I there, know. if you're feeling a little hungry, there's some uh, cookies on the counter. You can oh, have. dude. They're not actual cookies. Have you had eggs and bacon? 
Well, I'm gonna be eating meat again. Eggs and bacon. Do you know what it is? The cookie. Eggs and bacon. It's like the pretzels with the almond bark and the. There's a cookie that's flavored eggs and bacon. No, it's not flavored. You said go have a almond, fucking cookie. It's it looks like eggs with and like bacon. Two pieces of pretzel on it and. And maybe like a yellow M&M or something? Usually it's M&M's, but we did uh, butterscotch chips oh, okay. this time. So. But she fed me meat. She That's for a stew. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> Go potty outside. Right. He, he always pees it in opportune moments. We were in Iowa a couple of years ago at a, a Pit for the Pits festival that Danny Shea puts on. And... Like, we're about to go on, and, like, it, we're on an outdoor stage, and it's daylight, and there's a bunch of people out there, and, like, the sound guy's like, go. And Cody's <laughs> no, like, wait, no. I thought I was going to have time to go to the bathroom, and he had to get off stage and go pee in a porta potty and then come back. Man, he's got to plan ahead. He did the same thing when you guys first showed up here twice now, <laughs> twice in a yep, row. Yep. <laughs> he don't have a big bladder. Yeah. He's uh, what kind of shit can you guys talk about him while he's gone? Oh, God, where to start? <laughs> he makes up words. It's awesome. Makes up words. Cody-isms. What do you mean he makes Cody-isms. up words? Cody-isms. <laughs> what does that mean? Give me an example. Uh, productful. Productful, yeah, <laughs> that's one. Productful. Wait, is he actually just making these up, or is he like just no, fucking he, up how he, he speaks? He, he, and it, the next uh, uh, honest mistakes. Oh, okay, <laughs> productful. See, it's not like he was like, it's not like if, if I say the word biscetti, where I'm doing that definitely on purpose. I can say spaghetti. But he, but I've never heard anybody say that before. Oh, I see. Biscetti? Oh, yeah. I'm going to order biscetti like that at a restaurant do next it. time I do it. <laughs> you know, like, and our drummer can vouch for this. Biscetti night is a special night at, at my house because I can smash tons of it. Hell, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, well, we're being real productful right now. Productful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we had to talk a little shit while you were gone over there. That's fine. I talked plenty of shit about you when you were out there. Oh, yeah. Can't wait to listen to it back. <laughs> I actually didn't find any meat and egg cookies. Meat and egg. It just. Let's... Oh, did she put them away? She might have had them in a container. I, don't, I didn't want to ask. Like, hey, where are those meat and egg Should've, cookies? She would have given them to you. She <laughs> it also wouldn't have been worded that way, but she would have given them to you. <laughs> she also put... So, you know, you use the almond... This is not even related to this podcast anymore, but you know how you use the almond bark for those... You know what eggs yep. and bacon are, so... Oh, yeah. Yeah, she put that on cheddar popcorn, which I've never seen before. Oh. I mean, not I don't know. I tried it. It's okay. It's like some people who will put a piece of American cheese on apple pie. I don't understand. Oh, I love it. It's like a tradition, dude. Yeah. Oh. American cheese on apple pie. That's a tradition. You can't have apple pie without American cheese. I can just not eat apple pie. Oh, I don't, I don't understand why would you want to throw cheese on apple people pie. Do it's that. good. It's it tastes thing. good. You heat it up, though. You got to melt it. You got to melt the cheese, though. It's like throwing fucking ketchup on your eggs. Yeah, I do that, too. Well, okay. We we talked about this in another episode, but I'm a weirdo. I eat a bunch of shit. I eat salsa with uh, Oreos, so. No shit. Yeah. That's interesting. I don't quite do that. I I do love salsa and hot sauce, though. That's my shit. Yeah. I'll take the egg and bacon cookie. I'm not picky at all. eat anything. Which works if you're in a metal band. True story. (laughs) You don't have anybody? You know? (laughs) I get... uh, Hey, like, if, if we bring up one more thing, I'd like to bring up, like, the fact that, like, there's fairly often really good metal shows around here in St. Cloud, and I think, like, there's plenty of people in the surrounding area where that whole thing will just fly right over their head, and they won't even know it happens. So, mm-hmm. December 4th, I'll put stress on it, because, like, those are three of the best bands in the Midwest, period, not just the state. I agree. Yeah. By the thousands. I mean, like, they're, they're, and Reaping Asmodea, all three bands are awesome. And they've been at it for a long time. And mm-hmm. show up, whether we play it or not. I agree. I, they deserve it. 
It's a I think that's going to be an amazing show. Yeah. So. Good shit. Anybody who hasn't heard by the thousands, check them out. <laughs> yeah. They should be putting out new music here, as far as I know. Got a new drummer, mm. and they put out like an ominous new logo that looks very death metal. It's pretty yeah. cool, though. Nice. Like, oh, is this going to be a, a direction change, you know? Hmm. Yeah, they, and they, uh, yeah, they're on Spotify, and, or well, I have on Google Music. I listen to them, but. They're everywhere. So they, yeah, they are. They're pretty much everywhere, too. They're doing it, you know? <laughs> I didn't know they were local to us. That's amazing, though. Still amazes me. Reaping Asmodea, I've been playing shows with all three members of that band in different ways. I started. Uh, I very first metal shows I ever played were at the Rocks, and Alex, their guitar player, was in the Body Beneath. Yep. And a and a band called Helen Killer. Helen Killer. They were. <laughs> they were <laughs> Love that day. <laughs> Pat Rulin played drums. I miss that dude. But uh. Yeah, and Dan Copy was in a band with Kyle Skogquist called Four Blood, which was very awesome. Like if, if Four you, Blood. If you were ever a Shadows Fall band or fan, Four Blood would have been your shit. They were very similar. Love me some Shadows Fall. It was good stuff. Speaking and, of Shadows Fall, go ahead. Never mind. And Sorry. Steve, Steven, their vocalist, was in Debbie Does Malice, and he, when met those dudes when we were in Get the Gun, and he ended up being my vocalist in Ley Lines. So a lot of, you know... A lot of the bands that come and play to St. Cloud, they keep coming back because, you know, we, we all just have history. Yeah, we're all old. Mm -hmm. I mean, shit, dude, that, that reminded me. Like, Copy was in uh, uh, Section Hate. Section Hate. Section and Hate was awesome. We used to play in Pain Ribbon with, I mean, Copy's like basically my age. I think he's a little younger than I am. But, I, fuck, dude, yeah, this kind of blows me away. We've been doing this shit for like 20 years, you know? Right, yeah, like, right. I love those names together next to each other. Section hate, right? Yep. That Section man. hate and pain Solid. Those together, they make sense. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> they uh, they they feel well together. Yeah, yeah. I remember seeing Section hate at the Java joint, and it was like, fuck, holy fuck, shit, play there so much. Yeah, the Java, Java Z, joint. I missed Java that joint. That was the very first seven string guitar I'd ever seen. Man, you remember Cheap Thrills? I played it in Kidnapped by C Section. Oh fuck, with the Dirt Four and the fucking. Swing thing in the middle of the room, you can fucking just nail people in the face when you're spinning <laughs> that, around. Have you ever That's been to like, Cheap Thrills when it was uh, still? No, it no. was awesome. It was uh, a but he, Decker. He just reminded me of Station 4 because of the fucking post. Oh, yeah. That yeah. dangerous ass post. I had watched somebody get knocked out on that motherfucker. So I played a Don Decker. Show we worked there a lot with, with Don Decker. Don Decker. Don Decker. So many good power, Don Decker. So many good Rest places are closed now. Oh, so. God, yeah. yeah. Station 4. I miss that place dearly. Same. A lot of solid shows there. Shit ton of bands been playing at the uh, Amsterdam. That's been that place popular. is what's up, though. Yeah. Yep. That's, a, that's a great layout, and you can get a fucking full-ass burger in the back. So. Dude, was, they got good food. <laughs> it was, yeah, yeah, I was just about to say, that's the first venue I've been to, really, where there's, like, they have like solid metal show, shows there all the time, and they have like a decent restaurant. Yep, and the layout's perfect, because if you don't want to be in the in the packed in the crowd, you know, you're just in the back having a burger, drinking a beer, listening mm, to the band yeah. from the back. What the hell is that one place you played at where... Uh... Uh, Reaping was there some metal fest at a. Oh, it was. I think it was called Opinion Brewing. Oh yeah, yeah. So I walked up there and I'm like, "What do you guys got? What do you guys got for beer?" And they're like, "Coors Light." <laughs> Wait, I'm like, "This is a fucking brewery, dude." Right. And they're like, "Like you have nothing." Like I asked them three times. They're like, "Well, we got Bud. We got Coors Light." I'm like, "This is a brewery." Yeah, nope. apparently not. <laughs> nope. But they're the fuck. What are the chili hot dogs? 
<laughs> I don't know. They were good, though. That makes up for it. Yeah, made up we for it. We played with a band that evening. We played with a lot of bands, but one uh, that stood out, other than Reaping Asmodea and Etheric, was a band from Chicago called Glory Hole Guillotine. That's a brutal name. Right? <laughs> 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 oh, my God. And they're legit. They're still around, as far as I know. Oh, man. That's a wild name. I, I might have to look that up just because of the name. <laughs> they're brutal. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, man. If you guys could make a genre that doesn't exist, what would it be? I'll tell you mine if you want. Please go first. So all these genres keep fusing together. Well, there's one that doesn't exist yet, and I'm getting frustrated. It's country and death metal. And we could do like a, you know, get the twang on a voice, singing country. You know, you get the pig. Pig squeals. Beautiful. I think they could mix. I think they could fuse. I mean... Brutal distortion with a slide guitar. <laughs> right? with, I'm a thinking, lap, with a lap steel. It'd be nice. I'm like, thinking the verse is country. Like ministry. Then, yeah. The, ministry. The, is ministry. The verse is country, and then the choruses are metal breakdowns. <laughs> <laughs> Acoustic electric oh, guitar. I got a fiddle and a mandolin at home, so I mean, we can make it happen. So. You could make, like, just write brutal metal and then, like, have all the vocals of Sonic, Orca, and Dolphin noise. <laughs> That might exist already. Right, <laughs> you never know these days. That sounds like the band that I'm supposed to be in. <laughs> like... <laughs> Space Journey. <laughs> like That's what the lyrics are supposed to be. <laughs> oh. Either of you guys have any? Oh, yeah. I was going to say about something that? about that Shadows Fall. We're talking about Shadows Fall, right? Yeah, they're, re- they're reuniting. Reuniting. That'd be solid. Did that already happen? The show sold out. It's like... Shadows Fall, Darkest Hour, and on uh, Earth with a, uh, in the ruins. It's in the ruins? Yeah, Shit, that'd be ruins. I don't think on Earth's planet. Damn. I haven't listened to them in a little while. They, they've gone like through a lot, I think, right? I don't know. They still exist, though. They, they I, picked up the vocalist from Silence the Messenger, which is solid. Is it the similar style of vocals they were doing before? Or? Yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah. One thing about that band, I couldn't. I like them, but I can't listen to them straight through a lot of their stuff. Well, here's the thing with them is they definitely have their own niche sound. Nobody, <laughs> if you throw within the runes on, you know, you're like, oh, shit. That, that guitar player. That's within the runes, you know? Yeah. But, like, literally every record, for the most part, is, you know, a lot of similarities. Mm-hmm. Consistently. Those dudes were on the forefront of like putting out a record with program drums and, like, for sure. Like, they, if you even look at the linear notes in their book, or the CDs, like, the drummer just says drum. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it definitely sounds that way. You can definitely hear that. Yeah, yeah I seen Shadows Fall way back in the day at the Quest, I believe it was. And, uh, yeah, with Damage Plan. And that was actually the night, or two nights after that, Dime got shot. And uh, on, that on that fucking same hmm. tour. And I remember, I have a whiskey cup that he whipped off stage. The solo cup. The solo fucking blue cup. I don't know about anymore because it's so old, but there was whiskey stains in that solo cup for the longest time, and I have it sitting on my shelf in the garage. He's got it in a glass case. And, and you know all the model car cases? I have uh-huh. it in one of those motherfuckers yep. because huh. with it's the ticket, space. with the ticket sitting right there because that That's was awesome. like one of the coolest moments of my life. Hmm. And uh, seeing Damage Plan was like, I wish I would be able to see Pantera, but I still got to see, you know, still got to see Dime and Vinny and all that other shit. So it was fucking hey, they were solid live. Uh, hmm. Man, crazy, crazy stories. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I have it somewhere. I have a broken 
a broken drumstick from Traders playing. That's pretty solid. And they fucking <laughs> yeah. Well, he he broke and the picture he uploaded a picture on Instagram afterwards. Their drummer and his, he broke his whole fucking hand open. That dude beats but, the shit out of yeah. His he does. Well, he threw that fucking stick and that thing had a point on the end. I thought it was gonna murder somebody, but I just <laughs> I just like did this and yep, got it. <laughs> but and then I had Tyler sign it. He's not even the drummer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't see the drummer anywhere. I don't even know his name. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I seen them play at the Amsterdam. I was there. God, so they're yeah, so yeah, good. They're all there. They were solid as fuck. Love all their music. <laughs> yeah, that was the Chelsea Grin show. That was. Mm-hmm. Yes, that was, was. Wait, you guys were there? We went. It was Chelsea Grin, Traders, mm-hmm. Spite, Spite, and Terror. No, that was the Knock Loose no, show. show we yeah, that was pretty solid, too. Yeah, um, I made a joke to somebody who must not have known who Spite was that was standing next to me. Yeah. Because they're playing, and, you know, they did, like, two songs or whatever. And then I go, I lean to him in between a song, and I go, what band is this? I can't figure it out. <laughs> like, he didn't understand the joke at all. He's like, I think their name is Spite. I don't know if he was joking back and I didn't get it, or he didn't understand my joke. But I'm like, he Just yells roll. his fucking... Just rolled it around on you real quick. You yeah, never even know. Yeah. So, like, if you don't know the name of that band by the end of the show, then there's something wrong. Oh, right. Yeah. They yeah. let you know. Yeah, they do. Every lyric is fucking spite. Yeah. We're spite, motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. Don't forget. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the spite cult, motherfucker. Literally, oh, their brand is just like... When he He's in a... I don't know if you guys listen to um, uh, Adron Apocalypse. Uh, just titled my own band name. What was that? <laughs> Adron Apocalypse. That's the name of my band that I like to... Well, they're not existent anymore, but, you know. Um, Awaken Providence. Oh, yeah. The dude from... He went from uh, them to Lorna. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So have you listened to much of their music? I or? Have, yeah. because yeah, there's a song where... Uh, uh, what the fuck's his name from Spite is in there, and um, I can't remember his name right now. Me neither. Um, oh, I know you're talking about. But them. he's in the song, and when his part comes, he straight up pulls like, a, I'm a rapper, and he goes, Spite! Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Your God doesn't mean shit. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> I think it's lyric. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, guys, uh, thanks for chatting with me. And before we wrap it up here, I want to close it out by talking about, not talking about in detail, but you guys have heard about the Travis, uh, Travis Scott, is that who it is? Situation oh, where eight shit. people died at his concert. Yeah. Why? I never, what, we, can well, you uh, elaborate on that? I heard a few different things. He, he had a, there was a festival and he's known for like telling his fans to go crazy, which is fine. That's what artists do. But he basically told them also that if they don't have tickets to just break through security. Really? And so the show is way more packed than it should have been. And then the crowd's getting unruly and he never stopped the show. He just kept egging it on and people are getting stomped on and smashed and crushed and stuff. And, and I see a lot of people posting about this is normal. This is how people act at concerts. And no. I want to. No. I want to no make. Way. I want to no. make sure that people know the metal scene. We're the violent ones. People know us as the violent ones. I've seen. We watch out for each other all yeah. the time. Yeah, you go first. I've seen a lot of the posts, like, uh, and even people in the metal scene, like, it was especially on Facebook. And you gotta like ignore a lot of this because people love to look down their nose and talk down to other people. Like, you, people get a boner on that shit, mm. and. They're doing it out. They're talking about, like, well, don't ever, you know, it's like this never happens at a metal show. It's like, and then they bring up a bunch of, like, you know, instances of shit that should never happen at a metal show, like sexual assaults and stuff. And it's like, well, we're talking about inciting a huge riot where a wall of people crush other people, not some single douchebag being a single douchebag, right? Mm -hmm. Is that what we're talking about? Yes. Yes. Yeah, there's a huge difference there. And uh, for the most part, like, I I don't see people get crushed to death. 
by someone yelling rush the stage you know and and or break down barriers i don't quite see that happening all the time in metal shows no yeah that's that's fucking but i also heard like there was somebody in the this could be such bullshit i don't even know like it like running around with drugs like in a yep. syringe injecting people what? that's that's true and that's confirmed but i don't think it's connected to what was happening because right. this happens that's really fucked up this, this stuff happens at metal shows we're moshing or we we're throwing you know we're throwing ourselves around but we know when somebody falls over we're picking them up yeah and absolutely. we know somebody, if somebody gets super injured 90 percent. i've seen it happen live the band stops and they go hey let's get this motherfucker up absolutely let's, let's help this motherfucker you know been, and i mean you're not gonna see like I, well, you think about, you know, Travis Scott was playing for a lot of people, so you got to think of a huge metal band like Lamb of God or whatever. And Randy got in trouble for throwing somebody off of the stage or whatever. Oh, well. <laughs> and the dude died. Yeah. But uh, yeah. he that wasn't goes. telling the crowd to revolt and right. move as a unit and break shit and not care about nothing and, and, and cause a riot. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's ambulances in the crowd, and Travis Scott's like, Hyping it up, get on the ambulance, dance on the ambulance. Like, That's fucked up. What the fuck are we doing? Yeah, there's, there's, I just, my point that I was making is some people are drawing comparisons that don't make sense. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, man. Like, I've been to some obviously pretty brutal concerts, and, you know, like, even, you know, being in the pit at, like, Cannibal Corpse or something like that, dude, like, there can be 15 people fucking falling over, and mm-hmm. every one of those motherfuckers is going to grab you, pick you up super quick. Yep. And throw you back in or fucking take you out because you're fucked up. Yep. It's common courtesy. It's what you need to do. We're not there to fuck anybody up. We're there to have fun. Yep. Not that you should be doing. Helping others and enjoy the environment, man. Yep. I got my yep. clock cleaned in a pit at Station 4 in like 2010 during the Acacia stream. Like, mm-hmm. It's one of the most violent mm-hmm. things you'll ever get involved with. And, you know, as soon as, it's like, I was, I was okay, but I, I definitely hit the deck. And, they, mm-hmm. and you know, no one, no one just watches anyone lay there. And right. No one no. just steps over anybody. Nope. No, I was uh, my first concert was a Slipknot concert, my first big concert. I watched some local stuff, but um, and they did the Wall of Death, and I got elbowed straight in the fucking face. Clear was not on purpose. You know, they weren't trying to hit me, hurt me, and right. And you know, I fucking went down, and motherfuckers helped me. Oh yeah. We're in the middle of a Wall of Death. It's called a Wall of Death, and I'm getting fucking helped because I got elbowed out. So. It'll happen, yeah. Like yeah. That, it's par for the course. I don't, I I just don't like drawing the comparison between like the the metal scene, around, you know, and especially around here, and then that big festival where mm-hmm. that dude like told everyone to revolt, basically. Yeah, and there are, if you want to call it a metal festival, Warp Tour has been doing it organized for how long? So yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I wanted to end on anyways. The metal scene will never die. We all love each other. So Absolutely. <laughs> it's peace and love in the midst of all violence. Oh, yeah. I want to thank you guys for coming on. Thanks and, for having and us, And patient for me. <laughs> all right. See you guys. Later. Later.
Ah, <laughs> 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 <laughs>